Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Ian Cron, how are you doing today? I am doing particularly well. Yes. Tell the people where we're coming from. We here. Yes, we are coming from the cave. <laughs> Typology Studios, a.k.a. The, the cave. cave. Here in the 12 South neighborhood of Nashville, Tennessee, over my garage, actually. Right. And we had a bunch of people floating through the garage. Uh, was it last Friday? <laughs> we did, man. We had kind of a housewarming party slash come meet all of my kids and their partners yeah. uh, party. We had eight kids, four dogs, and we invited another, what, 30 or 40 people yeah. to the house. And I discovered while all those people were there is that we need more rugs and drapes. Because <laughs> right? it got too loud. Oh, it sounded like Grand Central Station <laughs> in the middle of my of my kitchen, right? Because it was like people yak, 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 and it was like bouncing off all the walls. But that worked to the advantage when we had the little end the round. We did. We we had a bunch of singer songwriters there. I think I counted five Grammy nominees Amazing. or winners. Wow! In the room, yeah. And so we just you know we got a couple of guitars on the wall, and spontaneously I'll say, "Hey, everybody, sit down." Any songwriters in the room got something? A little bluebird moment. A little bluebird Nashville cafe bluebird in the round. That's yeah, right. it was fantastic. And this Monday. Mm. We're doing a countdown here, so it's Friday, and in two days, we leave for... Encampment, Wyoming, <laughs> for a five-day fly fishing trip with 20 other guys. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be so good. We're going to be doing our river runs through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure, given the people going, that it will be that intelligent or beautifully written. Oh, one of my fave fishing movies, by the way. But yeah, we're going to be on Encampment River and Encampment, Wyoming, and uh, we're going to be doing some trout fishing. So I'm looking forward to that with you. <sighs> Encampment, Wyoming doesn't exactly sound like a metropolis. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I, that's a, that'll be nice. Yeah, it will be indeed. Well, hey, we've got a fantastic um, episode today. This is really fun. We're doing a little more of this where we have people that have submitted questions. And so I'm going to read the questions to you and you're going to give us some feedback. Yeah. Love this. So... Our first question comes from Gabra Ludi, and she really enjoys the show. She's listened to a lot of the two and nine episodes, and they resonate. She says, I can identify a lot with both numbers, but wanted to figure out if there's a way to know which one I really am. Okay. All right. This is a great question, and I bet you a lot of people have it. There's a lot of... It's a very common thing for twos and nines to get confused, and okay. there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. Well, one is, is that even though one's a heart type and the other one's a body type, um, they're... Both numbers can be very heart-oriented, very relational, very caring, very nice, mm -hmm. you know, all, mm -hmm. all of that. So they, they can appear a, a lot alike, right? And they are in what's called the optimistic triad. Wow, okay. Yeah. So they, they will smile a lot. They can be very um, lovingly and loving and accommodating. And there's just sort of a positivity about about both types what's the other number in that triad by the way just so we know 
the optimistic triad? Oh, the sevens. Seven, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, one question you can ask yourself is, do you think you can make almost anyone like you? Mm, wow. Now, a two may not admit that openly, right? but twos really do they have- believe a, it. They have confidence that they can make anyone like them. Yeah. Uh, honestly, sometimes a two can convince someone that they like them when they don't, <laughs> right? Uh, wow. Yes. I uh, love uh, that. Yes. Um, and they can adapt in conversation, both of them- um, that make other people feel good. Mm-hmm. Like they both know how to make people feel good, but that too knows how to make people like them. They have a knowing of that, and the nine would never really have that kind of perspective, right? Yeah. If you ask a two that question and they're self-aware yeah. and they've done some work, they'll say yes. If you ask a nine that, they won't know how to answer the question. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's a great distinction. Um, and, and part of that is um, that. Uh, they're seeking connection, these nines, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not so much seeking for others to like them. Do you mm, see the difference? Yes. They want, they're seeking connection, right. but they're not assertively trying to make people like them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. All right. Very different. Very, very different. Now, if you talk to a two, you'll hear them talk a lot about relationships. Remember, twos get up in the morning thinking about friendships and relationships. They go to bed at night thinking about friendships uh, right. and relationships. Whereas nines don't usually have a lot to say mm. uh, about their about their friends, you know? Um, not that they can't talk about their friends and how much they like them, but it, they just don't have, like, 40 pages mm-hmm. of stuff that they can tell you uh, about their friendships. Um I'd say that um, maybe one other thing is you could ask the obvious question of yourself, which is, are you really good at intuitively knowing what other people need and meeting those needs, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, A two would definitely say yes. Right. A nine isn't usually certain that they know intuitively how to meet the needs of of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, They might like to think they are but they're just not sure right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lastly i'd say that twos are far more image conscious than nines very much so right i mean yeah nines kind of center their world around comfort and their clothes a lot of times too oh yeah i mean sometimes if you have a two and nine in the room you can almost tell the difference by how they're dressed now i'm not saying it like my wife's a nine and she can be really well dressed you know yeah um but twos put a lot more energy into it, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot more we could say about image consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Um, but how they come across to people, they're sort of reading that. I mean, threes and fours, yeah. twos, threes, and fours, yeah. all image conscious. So I think right. those are different ways that you can figure out whether or not you're a two or a nine. All right, our next question is from Clint Manning. He says, I love your podcast. On a previous question and answer episode, you briefly mentioned using the Enneagram and relationships with recovery sponsors and sponsees. Mm. His question is, in your opinion, are there some Enneagram personalities that are better suited to be a sponsor-sponsee relationship and some that should be avoided? Wow, great question. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you know, I've been doing now two or three times going to um, treatment centers Mm -hmm. to speak to pretty large teams of clinicians right. working uh, with people who are in treatment. Right. Right. And of course, 
you know, they know a ton about sponsor-sponsee relationships, right? And here's my, my thought about, or my conviction about it. I'm convinced that sponsors who are, should I explain to people what a sponsor and a sponsor Oh, yeah, are? definitely should. That okay. Good, yeah. So, uh, when you are, are in recovery, mm-hmm. you have a mentor relationship with what's called a sponsor. It's someone who has been in the program at least for six months right, Mm -hmm. who have more experience about life and sobriety that can walk you through the 12 steps Mm -hmm. and just help you navigate life by being in regular contact. Like, I call my sponsor, Steve, almost every day, Mm -hmm. okay? It's a check-in. Yeah. If I'm kind of, you know, in a bad space, meaning like, I don't know, I've had a terrible conversation, I'm anxious or whatever, Mm -hmm. depressed. I mean, I'll call Steve, you know, and he always has incredible words of advice, but he's got 30 years of recovery. Right, right. So he knows the issues, right, right, that addicts face and helps me navigate them well. So that's what a sponsor is. Obviously, I'm a sponsee, but, you know, uh, Plus, Steve comes with little quips that are just oh like life-changing, gosh. right? <laughs> life-changing quips, right? So good. Like, he'll ask me, like, did I ever tell you about the question one time early in my recovery? He asked me this question. He said, what if all your old ideas are wrong? So good. <laughs> or questions like this. Who would you be if you weren't who you think you are? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. like something that like throws me, that kind of stuff throws yeah. me on my back. Anyway, good. guy's a genius. Yeah. Anyhow, back to the question. Um, well, first of all, I believe that if a sponsor is familiar with the Enneagram, mm-hmm. maybe they could encourage a sponsee to figure out their type. Mm-hmm. And if there's resistance, at least this, you know, if a sponsor really knows the Enneagram, maybe they'll be able to figure out what the other person's type is. Now, if you do that... It's going to save the spot. It's going to accelerate the development of the relationship between the sponsor and the sponsee. Right. And the sponsor is going to know things about the sponsee. For example, when the sponsee is going into stress mode, Mm -hmm. the sponsor can spot that and intervene. Mm -hmm. Like as a four... Uh, Steve can spot when I'm kind of going into a self-pity spiral, Mm -hmm. when I'm a little depressed, melancholy, when I'm feeling like... Uh, you know, the old tape of I'll never fit in. I don't like going to meetings right now because mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm making connections. He'll go, okay. He could say, all right, let, let's just talk about that. It sounds like your four buttons are going on. Right, you right. see that? It just yeah. gives you a new language. Absolutely. Between sponsor and sponsee. Okay. That said, I actually, and you've heard me say this in different settings, contexts. I actually believe that if both types if if the sponsor is healthy in their type, mm-hmm. you know, they can work with anybody. Yeah, you, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I don't think there is necessarily. Um, I don't know. It's not any one number, but it, the enneagram itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's now, very helpful. Yeah. Let's just make make this clear: the enneagram doesn't account for all the kookiness that people have. Right. That's right. That's a good you, point. You, right. I mean, it just doesn't. <laughs> and there are on pe- the scale somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. And even when you know the enneagram, right, there will always be people who trigger you. Yeah. Right. That's and right. and so you know, it, and it may not be on uh, on the because of type. Mm-hmm. It may be because of a lot of other things. Right. In addition to type, right. So I would just say that you know when I well in 12-step recovery programs a sponsor would say to a sponsee hey let's get together mm-hmm. when okay so when the sponsee asks this person to be their sponsor the sponsor usually says let's get together and uh 
see if it works. Mm-hmm. And then the sponsor can say, I, you know, I'm not sure that we're a good fit, mm-hmm. but let me introduce you to someone else who I think might be. Oh, that's where knowing numbers would be really helpful. Yeah. Or the sponsee will say, I don't think it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and by the way, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Nobody in, no one's going to feel hurt in the, in the 12-step world if right. that's the conclusion of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants just to help someone else get sober and stay sober emotionally and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of using. So, you know, again, super helpful though. Mm-hmm. So helpful to have that insight and and again right when you know someone else's type mm-hmm. you can figure out in super short order what their inner world is like mm-hmm. if you didn't know their type it might take you a year right. to get that information right. right you know and by the way with a new person in sobriety you may not have a year mm, wow you know what i mean like you, yeah. the faster you can get it the more likely you're going to be able to help them Ooh, that's sobering <laughs> I mean, if we had a rim shot right now, I'd give you it. I don't know if you'd catch the pun or not, but <laughs> good on you. Okay, our next question is from Sheetal Cordry, right. and they ask, I've been deep into the Enneagram for about four years, mm-hmm. thought I knew my number, and now I'm a little all over the place. I'm 40, and I'm all about getting to know myself better. How would you suggest I grow closer to knowing my number? Yeah, Okay. I wish I knew what her type was, mm-hmm. right? It, that would help me to, to start it's to answer. It's a big the, question. It is a big question. And let me give you two answers. The mm-hmm. one, one is a topic I've spoken about many times. The other one is one I rarely speak about. Okay. When a person starts to have trouble understanding their type, go look at subtypes, mm. right? If you can't figure out your core type, it may be because you're the counter type. Right. It, it may be uh, because you are a version of your type Mm -hmm. that um is to be found in the subtypes Mm -hmm. and it just it 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 just gives you a refined picture Mm -hmm. beyond core type that'll help you Mm -hmm. now now let me give you another way okay okay and this has to do with what are called enneagram stances okay okay so each stance has a strategy that helps them get what they want in life Right okay. helps them uh, achieve a goal, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's three, and I'm not going to be able to go into depth on this, but there's three different stances, three types in each stance. All right. So the aggressive stance are threes, sevens, and eights. Okay. So they're the most assertive numbers on the enneagram, and when they uh, want to uh, achieve a goal or satisfy a desire, mm-hmm. they just go and get it. Right. Right. They just go directly and ask for it. Yeah. Right. Or right. take it even yeah. sometimes. Right. Um, so there's, uh, you know, um, uh, sort of a proactive sort of posture, mm-hmm. and they just are more assertive about going to get what they want. Now, there's what's called the dependent stance. And in that stance are ones, twos, and sixes. Okay. Now they are less assertive than the threes, sevens, and eights. Okay. Okay. And when they want something, when they desire something, or they want to achieve a goal, they're going to rely more on relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Than on than let's say threes, sevens, and eights who can just go after it on their own, right? They they're just go getters, right? Yeah. Once twos and sixes, and this is why we call them in the dependent stance, just really will rely on relationships. Uh huh. To achieve a goal or to get what they want. Then fours, fives, and nines are in what's called the 
uh, withdrawing stance. Right. Okay. And when they want something, they desire something, or they want uh, to achieve a goal, they will need to pull away to be alone with themselves to figure out how to do it. And they're, so they're more self-referencing. Mm-hmm. Whereas ones, twos, and sixes would be other referencing. Yes. Right? Right. In their approach. And uh, so for me as a four, you know, I do, I tend to go inside mm-hmm. when I want to achieve a goal. And I go, I get alone. And perhaps when I'm alone, I start to think through how I do it. Um, I might feel my way toward what I need to do. Yes. Right? right. Uh, unlike a five or a nine would. But all to say, if you're uncertain of your type, one of the things you can ask yourself is, when I want to achieve something or get what I want, am I assertive mm-hmm. in doing it? Mm-hmm. Or am I more dependent, relying on relationships to do it or to get it? Mm-hmm. Or am I more withdrawn? Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if you can say, oh, I'm assertive, right? Well, now... We've narrowed your type down to three, seven, or eight. That's so good. Right? And um, then, so there's a process of elimination. You've just eliminated six types. Mm-hmm. Right? So remember- one of the ways that uh, you helped identify Amy Grant is you backed into her number that way. That's that right. Episode. Yeah, that was really good. So let's go back to twos and nines. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You're uncertain about whether you're a two or a nine. Right. Uh, in addition to reading up on your type, Looking at subtypes, answering the questions I just asked earlier on yeah. uh, in the in this in this episode, you could ask yourself the question: Am I assertive? Am I dependent? Mm-hmm. Or am I withdrawn in my stance? Right. So the nine withdraws, and, and the two would be dependent. dependent. Yeah. So you could just ask yourself those questions That's and go, really "Oh, good. yeah, I'm definitely a withdrawn type. So chances yeah. are, I'm a nine, yeah. not a two. Yeah. You see how that works? Yeah. And that's probably uh, somewhere where someone else could, that's where friends could help uh, with observation of how you handle situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Even though it's so much about motives, the stances in particular, people can go, yeah, I experience you as very aggressive or withdrawn or, you know, relational. Right. When you want something or when you're trying to accomplish something. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for answering these questions. You're so very welcome. Yeah. And before we let our people go, I want you to know that we just hosted our Typology Institute membership town hall on addiction this week. And we'd love for you to join us for next month's town hall on July 27th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we'll be talking about the Enneagram and mindfulness and we'll be doing a live meditation during the town hall. Sign up at typologyinstitute.com forward slash membership to get the invite follow ian on typology podcast or ian morgan cron on instagram facebook or twitter hey listen it's been great to be with you all today hope you enjoyed this mailback episode as always feel free to dm your questions to us on social media as well and we'll pick up some more of these questions and answer them on another mailbag episode thanks again all and have a fantastic week see ya Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.